Welcome back to Breakthrough, Waking Up to the Real You, Sunday's Word. I am Alejandra Vivanco. Thank you so much for joining me today. Today we're going to continue with Matthew 26 and 27. So it says here, Peter disowns Jesus, just like Jesus told Peter. Now Peter was sitting out in the courtyard and a servant girl came to him. You also were with Jesus of Galilee, she said, but he denied it before them all. I don't know what you're talking about, he said. Then he went out to the gateway where another servant girl saw him and said to the people there, this fellow was with Jesus of Nazareth. He denied it again with an oath. I don't know that man. After a little while, those standing there went up to Peter and said, surely you are one of them. Your accent gives you away. Then he began to call down curses and he swore to them. I don't know that man. Immediately, a rooster crowed. Then Peter remembered the word Jesus had spoken. Before the rooster crows, you will disown me three times. And he went outside and wept bitterly. Matthew 27, Judas hangs himself. Early in the morning, all the chief priests and the elders of the people made their plans how to have Jesus executed. So they bound him, led him away, and handed him over to Pilate, the governor. When Judas, who had betrayed him, saw that Jesus was condemned, he was seized with remorse and returned the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priests and the elders. I have sinned, he said, for I have betrayed innocent blood. What is that to us, they replied. That's your responsibility. So Judas threw the money into the temple and left. Then he went away and hanged himself. The chief priest picked up the coins and said, It is against the law to put this into the treasury, since it is blood money. So they decided to use the money to buy the potter's field as a burial place for foreigners. That is why it has been called the field of blood to this day. Then what was spoken by Jeremiah the prophet was fulfilled. They took the 30 pieces of silver, the price set on him by the people of Israel, and they used them to buy the potter's field, as the Lord commanded me, Jesus before Pilate. Meanwhile, Jesus stood before the governor, and the governor asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? You have said so, Jesus replied. When he was accused by the chief priests and the elders, he gave no answer. Then Pilate asked him, don't you hear the testimony they are bringing against you? But Jesus made no reply, not even to a single charge, to the great amazement of the governor. Now it was the governor's custom at the festival to release a prisoner chosen by the crowd. At that time, they had a well-known prisoner whose name was Jesus Barabbas. So when the crowd had gathered, Pilate asked him, which one, of the, which one do you want me to release to you? Jesus Barabbas, or Jesus who is called the Messiah, for he knew it was out of self-interest that they had handed Jesus over to him. While Pilate was sitting on the judge's seats, his wife sent him this message, Don't have anything to do with that innocent man, for I have suffered a great deal today in a dream because of him. But the chief priests and the elders persuaded the crowd to ask for Barabbas and to have Jesus executed. Which, one, which of the two do you want me to release to you? asked the governor. Barabbas, they answered. 
What shall I do then with Jesus who is called the Messiah? Pilate asked. They all answered, Crucify him. Why? What crime has he committed? Asked Pilate. But they, they shouted all the louder, Crucify him. When Pilate saw that he was getting nowhere, but that instead an uproar was starting, he took water and washed his hands in front of the crowd. I am innocent of this man's blood, he said. It is your responsibility. All the people answered, His blood is on us and on our children. Then he released Barabbas to them, but he had Jesus flogged and handed him over to be crucified. So let's stop right there, because this is such an important message. Well, there's many, but the main one is that it, this is the, the, the thing. When you, you don't serve God, you're looking for you're looking to serve something or someone. In the case of Pilate, he was looking for approval of the people. He was looking to appease the crowd. He was looking to not seek justice, but to maintain his status, clear his name, hence why he washes his hands. He didn't want anything to do with it. But when you're given power, you have to make tough choices. And if Pilate would have served God and the truth, he wouldn't have had Jesus crucified. Because everything that Jesus said, he's not trying to please the crowd. He's not trying to appease people. He's not trying to make friends with everyone. He's telling the truth. And whatever people think of him doesn't matter because he knows the truth and he serves God. He would rather have people disapprove of him but God's approval. In Pilate's case, he would rather have people approve of him and have people's love, approval, attention, whatever that is, to secure his place than to follow the truth. We are all this. We all come to this moment in our lives constantly. Are we serving the truth or are we appeasing people? Are you serving God or are you serving people? And I'm not talking about to be in service of people. I'm talking about serving people in a way that they get to choose how you behave and what you believe. God has the ultimate power. He is the ultimate judge. But in case of Pilate... He wanted something, and it wasn't the truth. Even his wife says, don't do this, because I had a dream. Please don't do this. This man is innocent. Don't have anything to do with it. And he didn't listen. So even when people warn us, we don't want to listen, because we have already made our choices. And that's the problem. We think we know, and that's pride. Yes, this is what it is, and nobody can tell me anything about it. No, no, no. You're wrong. You are wrong. And Jesus was quiet. Why? Because he knew that everything had to happen, but also he had to obey his Father. He had to obey God. So he's always under someone, which is God the Father. He's always looking up to him because he's following him, the ultimate good. Instead of looking around and saying, maybe I shouldn't say the word of God. Maybe I shouldn't try to save people. Maybe I shouldn't sacrifice myself and just be friendly with everyone on earth. 
but he didn't care about that because he knew the truth. So are you a pilot or are you Jesus? Do you behave to appease the crowd or do you, do you stand tall with the truth, which will mean you won't have people around you, not a lot of people. And that is a hard place to be when you don't have God in your life. Because you can be alone, but you know you're with God, so you are not lonely. You just ask God for guidance. But we are so used to the noise and the people and the busyness of it all that we don't care. And so we play ball and we stay in places that are not good for us. We all want to get along just because we don't want troubles. But remember this. When you are in front of God at the end, I'm not talking about when you die, I'm talking about the end of everything, the second coming, and he tells you what you did, you will stand tall and say, yes, I did that because I was following you. And remember, you cannot deceive God because he knows what's in your heart. Or are you going to try to justify certain actions? That's between you and God. May he have mercy on all of us. But that is what this is representing. Again, this is Breakthrough, Waking Up to the Real You. And this is Sunday's Word. I'll see you next time. Bye.